Hi, I'm Paul Warren. And I'm Ryan Klein. And this is another episode of SEO is Dead and Other Lies. Ryan, how are you doing today? I'm feeling pretty well, um, all things considered. Uh, I know that we sync up on a lot of things, but who would have thought that we would have synced up with our COVID vaccination? It's pretty that, interesting. That is pretty weird, isn't it? Um, it was, they were like hours apart. And then the second one was hours apart. <laughs> you, you synced up with, uh, with my wife's at the same time too. So all three of us are in the same boat. Um, we've, brain always, fog. we've always been close oh yeah yeah so we were brain gonna be real <laughs> we were gonna do this podcast last night and we we're like you know we're not really feeling too much of the side effects feeling a little bit tired but sure enough we're like let's push it to tomorrow and an hour after we decide to hop off maybe even sooner i would have had like some of the worst brain, brain frog <laughs> i still have it brain fog so hey brain if frog. you're listening i hope we stay on topic i don't know um yeah. we should so we actually have a continuation of uh, our last podcast, which was the, you know, five tough SEO questions that all SEOs get asked. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is actually six through 10 two part episode. So surprise, uh, it's <laughs> coming back. Um, but this is going to be great because uh, again, you're probably going to be asked these questions, uh, if you do SEO, um, in a company or like for clients or whatever. And so we're going to, you know, kind of give you some at least our answers uh, uh, that, that we would say. Um, and there generally isn't like a, necessarily a right answer to any of these things. It's just right. kind of how we deal with them when they come up. So I, I think that the, our answers aren't the ones where it's like a, for appeasement or to push off a, an, an answer or a problem. It's really taking it head on and being like, this is the most transparent professional way I would address your question. And uh, I'd really love to hear and anyone uh, give us feedback be like yeah i got asked that question i wish that i approached it maybe the the way that you guys did so yeah if you enjoy those questions definitely let us know and if we don't end up covering the tough questions or maybe a question you've been asked and you're literally listening to us i have 10 minutes or an hour to answer this question just uh, shoot us an email yeah definitely so let's let's get rolling let's kick it off okay all right so uh number six so I guess number one from <laughs> this week, <laughs> we're just asked the question, all right, Google is monetizing results more and more. It looks like SEO may be dead after all, right? So I, I haven't actually, I don't normally get asked this question because people hiring me to do SEO specifically. So they have it, some sort of concept that this is going to work. But um, in general, I've been asked this question, right? Like at large, mm-hmm. uh, and I would say that it's definitely not true. Um, people spend their entire lives Googling stuff and never once like click on like an ad, like a paid ad. Like I've never once converted for anyone from a paid ad. Right. You're so, that type of consumer, right? Yeah. I, I am that type. And there's, I mean, there's plenty of consumers just like me. And then you have to think about like, well, there's a lot of different types of search now. Uh, there's like localized search. There's like super localized search, which is like map pack, right? So local SEO, uh, and like national SEO, right? And so all of those have had different things that have been monetized from an ad standpoint, but all of them are super valuable still to this day. Um, you know, you, you're never going to have the click-through rates on ads and you're never going to have like the trust um, of an organic result that, like on an ad. And that's just how people, people hate to be advertised to. Uh, they hate knowing that they're being advertised to. Yeah, so. That's what it comes down to. So yeah, I don't know if you want to finish your thought. Go ahead. I mean, that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, and I don't. I, I think that people sometimes are short-sighted with how incrementally monetized Google really has been. I mean, when we started doing this, 
there were already Google ads. Maybe there weren't, you know, map ads yet, but really what's, what's really changed besides there being, you know, three, uh, four ads instead of three, uh, occasionally one paid map placement. And then I know that local service ads have been like a huge thing because it's pushing everything else down, but I've done a couple of surveys to, to really gauge what the, the spread of what people are clicking on is. And basically what happened when the, the local service ads came out, the amount of clicks, you know, to the LSAs went up, but that percentage of clicks altogether didn't come away from organic, it came away from Google ads. So what happened was when LSAs dropped, maybe it was getting 10% of all clicks and then Google ads were getting, let's say 30%, for example, when LSA went up to 20%, Google ads went down to 20%, like that 10% shifted over yeah. to it, that. It took ad. it from ads and not from organic is what you're saying. Right. Um, it it so. didn't like cannibalize more organic. So people are like, oh, it's monetizing more and more of the page. It's like, yeah, but regardless of desktop or mobile, it's still organic. Like maps is huge. And then plus ads don't even really show up for long tailed searches, which is a, a huge amount of people searching. Yeah. And there's no guarantee. So your entire industry could be demonetized, which I've seen twice, uh-huh. uh, right? From a paid search ad, ad standpoint. Point two. Or you might not even be. Um, like, you know, uh, ads, local service ads might not even be available for the type of business that you have. I know the one that I, I work in right now isn't, uh, their, their category isn't covered by that, right? So it, it's not even an option. Um, and there's no guarantee that this particular market you want to have them in is going to show up there. Uh, you know, so there's a lot of like, a lot of hit and miss, and there really isn't when it comes to like organic, you know, like you can, you can pretty much, you're going to show up in a specific location if, if you want to. If you, if you target it. So um, I don't think it's, it's going away. I think obviously if Google could, could make everything paid, they would, right? Um, yes. Yeah. But just human beings just don't trust ads as much as they do things that come up naturally. Right. Which, which is weird because like uh, way more sketchy stuff happens from like, uh, from like organic SEO than it does from ads. <laughs> so. Right. Yeah. Ads. I mean, they just get flagged if you're not following the protocol and you're kind of ab- abusing um, you know, the standards of it, like using exclamation points or like stuffing it with, uh, you know, branded keywords or competitions keywords. Like there's all those things that kind of in place and organically, it's kind of a free for all. Yeah, like that. definitely. All right, let's, um, let's move on. To well, this. Actually, I want to mention just one last thing as far as Google is monetizing results. So it's not so much the concern I think for SEOs isn't so much like, are they just going to find more and more opportunities for ads? I think that we're talking about more and more uh, ways Google doesn't even want people to go into websites at all. They just want the results and they want the information to be present from the SERP, not even a site. So that's something I think we've talked about in the past. Um, that's the thing that I think yeah, we're but, thinking about more. But that's not going to get rid of SEOs. That's going to make them even, you know, like if you want to show up at all, you need someone to optimize stuff to, to show up as like a rich snippet, you know? And yeah, a lot of like just general business owners don't even know what that is, like what a rich snippet is, you know, so. Sure. So I guess that's something to consider, not necessarily an issue of any sort. So, yeah. yeah. All right, let's move, let's move on to this next bad boy. You go ahead and read it. Yeah, sure. So someone comes to me and let's say it's a potential client. They're doing a few things and they're kind of grilling me. And then they ask me. I know I already know how to buy content. This is a conversation I definitely have. Like I'm already buying content. I got, I got a good writer. I use this agency. I use this writer. I already do well with links. I buy this package off of Fiverr. It's working. 
why do I need a dedicated SEO? Like I got the content links. What are you going to do? Have you had that? Some probably haven't had that kind of situation. Um, I, I mean, that's another thing that like I hear, right. Um, and we, we've been on pitches together for, mm-hmm. for clients. So I, obviously I've heard it. Um, Vona, you, you go ahead and answer this one first. Yeah, sure. So it's, it's interesting because, you know, when I talk to a prospective client, the approach is really comprehensive because, you know, it's not one thing that's going to set anything over, right? So we're talking about local, we're talking about on page, we're talking about content, we're talking about links. And so I say, you know, it's a whole plan, it comes together, and then someone comes in and they say, well, I want to a la carte because I have a couple of things covered already. So um, it's interesting because people, it seems tempting in a lot of situations for SEOs to be like, okay, you're the, you're the boss. I'll just do like your on page and I'll end up in a agreement with you where I'm getting a paid a third or a fourth of what I should be. So the whole thing is, is explaining kind of why you have to kind of take over the whole process for it to kind of work together because, you know, an SEO comes into play because they're going to, I mean, I guess this might sound really basic, but they're going to be able to explain to you why your link package is either not working as much as you thought it was, or it's not sustainable. And those links are going to disappear in a month or two from now, or your content, you think it's good, but do you truly know like what goes into a well-balanced like piece of content that's going to rank well, or maybe it's being sent to you and it's, it's plagiarized and you didn't even like think to take that extra step to know how poorly rewritten it was from some kind of bogus source. So an SEO really comes into play to be like your partner that's able to like, it's not a guardian angel, <laughs> but it's like your partner to ensure that every step of the way is like being executed the way that it should be because a content writer is a content writer. They might write great content, but do they know how to get visibility? Probably not. Does a business owner really know how to vet good links? No, <laughs> they like, it takes a lot of research and a lot of trial and error. You can't just go somewhere and get, see like 500 reviews and be like, oh, obviously it's good. It's like, obviously there might be 500 people that don't know any better. That's how SEO is. Yeah. There, there's so many facets to SEO. I mean, it's like when you get asked, Hey, are you an SEO expert? It's like, well, uh, there's a lot, you know, it's a big discipline. Um, there's definitely some areas I'm, I'm better at than other areas. Right. Um, so you, to piecemeal something like that when you don't know what you're doing is like not advised, you know? Um, like I can, like I can find things from different vendors or whatever and put it all together as like a larger strategy. Cause like, I know how to do it, <laughs> but yeah, if you're not, if you've never done it, like, or it's, it's just one of those things where like you need to put in the hours to really know how to do it well. And you, you have to constantly keep up with it with like the changes. Um, and so it's, there's no really good SEOs that are like part-time SEOs, you know, like you gotta, like, you gotta really be doing it. And so it's just like, how, well, how much do you want to grow and how successful do you want to be? Um, if you want it to just be kind of marginal, not really kill it, then probably do it like that. If you want it to like super grow, you gotta find someone that knows what they're doing. Um, well, I mean, you just mentioned like kind of a key word in there, which is piecemeal. So what happens if someone has that approach? It very much is a piecemeal approach that it's never going to have the cohesion it needs to truly click because you're going to get some links, but then you, there's not really a vision for what the links do. Right. So what'll happen yeah. is they buy packages as authority. It goes home page. You don't control the anchor text. It doesn't go to the page level. So you're wondering why, like, well, my DA, I, I read that DA is important. It's going up, but nothing's really happening. Then 
I'm getting content, but you don't realize that the topics you're writing about aren't unique. Or- yeah. That one of the things I see too, that that's like frustrating. I see this more from like a, a C-suite, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like they want to launch a new campaign or something. They're like, well, we want to hire like an SEO expert. And it's like, well, I'm, I'm not sure you'd be able to identify one, you know, <laughs> like exactly. you wouldn't even know what one is or isn't, um, you know, so you shouldn't try and like place that position. You should let someone that, that knows. Right. Um, and you know, it's the same, it's the same thing. It's like, if you don't, if you don't know what like black hat links are, like how to build them or like what's good or bad, like you're going to, you know, you're putting yourself in a bad situation from the start. Yeah. I, that'll be a good segue for nine and because I don't want to get ahead of it, but this will be like a perfect, yeah. segue. I don't want to skip into it because yeah, this definitely starts to meld into that part of it. So that's the start of it. Um, a dedicated SEO just brings the vision for absolutely every component of your website and is going to be able to identify like the true purpose of your links and content without you going out and just being like, ah, it has good reviews and whatever. Yeah. Even if you just signed, like if the person was good, like you found like an act, like someone that can show you like verified, like third party verified results of campaigns that they've done. Right. I would suggest like, if you don't want to do like a long-term contract, like at least have them set up the strategy you know, and then hire someone that like, doesn't know what they're doing to like follow them or something, you know, like to see what they're doing or something. But I mean, like, yeah. don't piecemeal it like this is like, don't go to like Fiverr, as, you know, and like find a couple of things like that. It's just stupid. You, you don't want to do it. Or, or even just like one last point, even I, I've seen people that felt that they were in a position where they're more advanced, like, oh, I'm actually past like my beginner slump. It's like that whole, you know, I forget what the name of the graph is, where you know, you put in a hundred hours and you think you're an expert and then it just, there's a, sh- a steep decline as you start to realize. It's- yeah. It's like people feel like the, the most you feel like you're an expert. Uh, anything is when you're like 25 <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then it just goes down and down and down from there when you realize like how much there is to everything. Right. And then, so, and then 10 years from then is when you actually start to really truly believe that you're an expert almost, almost to the degree you did 10 years before, but still not quite. That's how significant. Yeah. You know, and you know, 10 years more. <laughs> yeah. And you know, like, 10 years uh, more and, and you still are quite. Still, you're still 90% of the confidence level. Um, um, so yeah, that's, that's pretty interesting. So uh, let's get into the next one. All right. Number eight. Uh, once I have enough qualified traffic and excellent results, why shouldn't I be able to scale down at this point? Uh, so I'm going to quote something that I heard from uh, the president of Sear Interactive. Um, okay. Geez, what was the guy's name again? um will reynolds i'm gonna quote something from will reynolds the founder oh yeah yeah yeah. gotcha yeah of seer interactive so will reynolds is a very like charismatic speaker and he used to like be big on the seo conference circuit right um and he's really like personal to you and so he's made a really successful agency and when you talk to him he never talks down to anyone which is something that like i really like about him and then i really hated it about i thought you're gonna say really need to work on (laughs) Yeah, I need to work on that too. Uh, <laughs> uh, but like Rand Fishkin is like notorious for talking down to people when you actually talk to him in person. Oh, for real? Mm, and that's unfortunate. Yeah. But so one thing that he said is that campaigns are never over. Um, so like people create like really awesome content and put it out there and maybe they spend a little bit of time like building links to it, you know, like a month or two or whatever, and then it's done, right? Mm-hmm. But like if you put an effort and time into like things you have to like continually do it and uh, run campaigns like as long as you possibly can, cause you're going to get more and more benefit from it. Right. So the idea of like scaling down is, is not really like a concept 
that I would be comfortable with an SEO simply because one, it's always changing. You should always be wanting to increase your traffic like more and more. Um, I mean, I know there's like some, some niches and stuff like that where like you, you've maxed out, right? Like maybe the company doesn't want to grow. I worked at a law firm that didn't want to open any more locations, you know, like they didn't want any more like areas to serve or whatever. They just that's wanted to, that's just depressing, you know? Um, but I would still say like, you have to, it takes effort to maintain what you have, right? Like it takes a lot of effort to get to the top, but it takes like continual effort to stay at the top. Um, you know, if it was like a one-time thing, my life would be a whole hell of a lot easier uh, on the SEO side. And I wouldn't have to continually do work all the time. Right. But unfortunately it's not, it doesn't exist in a vacuum. It, it's, I, I did put the cliche in here that um, a lot of people say, and especially my salespeople say, you know, SEO is a, as a, uh, as a marathon, not, not, you know, a sprint. Actually I say race here. <laughs> I think it's sprint is more the word, um, but that's okay. Uh, people get the point. It's, it's interesting because this is a good way to almost like vet people you may even want to work with, even from a consulting or employment standpoint, because if they're looking at SEO, like, okay, how long is it going to take to like, to rank, which is a fair question, but then it's almost like, how long do we have to do this for is probably a better question. Then it's almost like a red flag for your, even your partnership, because SEO can go on indefinitely because as a business owner, it's good to acknowledge that the return on investment is going to grow over time. If you're looking at it from an ROI standpoint, you would never stop doing SEO because there's always something to work on. You'll never find a, a channel that is more profitable and less expensive than SEO. Yeah, once, once it's clicking, um, you know, a lot of people brag about, you know, three to five ROI, which is, which is good. Don't get me wrong, but SEO is one of those things where you do see 10 to 20 times return on investment it's, and it's generally like ongoing for a long period of time yeah and it's so. and it's and it grows and grows on that so uh, to give an example with you know how it does end up going continuously and i didn't even mention why shouldn't i be able to stop doing seo because that's a horrifying question to scale down is actually a little bit more you know appropriate or logical but there's always something to work on so you know i have, I have clients that have been with us forever and you know, we just the continual blogging, answering questions that are trending. People aren't going to ask the same questions today as they did a year ago or a year from now, as far as things that change in like the world <laughs> as a whole. But COVID, I mean, look at what happened there. The search behavior and everything changed on like freaking on a dime right there. And that yeah. changed the whole content strategy. LSAs came up and they, they changed the way people, you know, interact with SERPs. Uh, yeah, the serps change themselves all the time, right? Google is constantly testing things. Um, so, you know, you, you have to be on top of it and you have to be able to, to pivot your strategy to take advantage of those things. I think that there was this quote I heard uh, a while ago and it, it kind of holds like the fire under my ass a bit, but it's like, it's really intense and I don't always have to think about it, but it's, it's basically like every, every hour that you're not working is another hour someone's working to take everything you've worked for away from you. Yeah. I've heard that quote before. Yeah. Um, and it's I said it, I was the most convoluted way possible, but it's, it's pretty intense. So that happens in SEO because at any given moment, there are 10 other people that are talking to SEOs and companies and coming up with strategies on how to take all the positions you've been working hard for away from you. Yeah. And, and if you're good at it, like people are analyzing what you've done and trying to reverse engineer it and take 
That's a great <laughs> point because once you're number one, there's 50 people that are looking at SEMrush and HRFs and SpyFu, looking at your links, looking at your content, looking at your website, looking at your agency and, yeah. and reconstructing what's been working for you. And I've gone on YouTube and seen people like try to reconstruct my rankings that I don't know. I have no idea who they are, you know, just like for this particular niche that I'm in, they're like, Oh, this thing ranks first. So we're going to figure out, you know, what, how, what it's doing. And the tools are, are transparent. I mean, there are not a, that many, if any proprietary things that are not accessible besides yeah. maybe a couple links that are impossible for them to get, no matter how much money they want to spend. <laughs> Definitely. Um, all right. So I think we, I think we covered this one. Let's, yeah. let's move on to number nine. All right. I did. I read, the, I read the last one. Oh, I didn't. No, nope, right. that was me. <laughs> All right. So this kind of se- this is the segue I was mentioning. Why do I need dedicated SEO? So this is a really good one, um, especially in my situation where people have been burned several times in the past. And they say, I've already worked with SEOs in the past and it was nothing. SEO doesn't work. This is a waste of money. Why is this going to be any different this time around? <laughs> and then my answer is like, I don't know. You worked with the really bad one. I don't know. Like, if you're yeah. questioning if it, it does, are you questioning if it exists? Is that what you're saying? Like, <laughs> so, well, they've been burned so bad by previous SEOs that, you know, were talked it up and had a good reputation. And it's both. It's like, why are you any different if SEO works? And, and then, and then also, like, I don't, someone saying, I don't think SEO works at all. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty easy to just prove that it does work. Right. Um, and I think that's more of like a comfort level with whoever the client is or the boss or whatever. Um, you know, if they're pessimistic about like what SEO can do, you can just show competitors as like third-party tools, right. That are going to verify like what's happening. Um, and you know, that you can get it. I mean, what I always like to do is like, I would like when you get, you're going to get asked this a lot if you're applying for SEO jobs, like people are always going to be like, Hey, can you give me an audit or something like that? Right. Like, or basically do some work for us for free, which I kind of hate because <laughs> like sometimes they take your ideas, they don't hire you, right? Um, which which yeah, sucks. I've been there before, right? Definitely happened. Um, uh, I think it, it's, you know, if you're good, it's it probably happened to everyone that's that's listening, right? Um, that, that's good at SEO. Just charge uh, them for the audit. Yeah, and I kind of hate like any job that's like asking you to do work for free to decide if they're going to. I, I know. I try to avoid for that it. myself. Yeah, yeah. So, but. Um, but the bigger thing, right, is you have to point out like areas of opportunity, right? You're like, if you didn't, if you can show like, well, this is what a competitor is doing and they're getting this because they're doing that, you're not doing it, right? So these are like, like go for like little wins. Like that's what I do. Um, and usually it makes people feel a little more comfortable. And then just always be transparent too. Uh, they probably hired someone that like guaranteed something. And you just got to be like, we've talked about this before. We just never guarantee anything. I think we talked on the last episode don't guarantee like results. You just say like, you know, this is the kind of work that you have to put into it to get there. Um, you know, and this is like a realistic budget. Uh, and that's, I mean, that's pretty much all I do. Just, just try to make them just try, try to convince them that SEO is real. Right. Yeah. And, and, and you mentioned also, you know, some examples of previous work and a lot of business owners are becoming savvy to the point where, which is great. I'm glad that this is happening. So they don't get fleeced freaking every second that when SEOs come up and they say, Hey, check out this traffic. Like, Oh, look, we got hundred percent more traffic or we got all these rankings that it's not good enough anymore. So people have to be transparent to the point and, you know, anyone listening, you have to 
provide um, what the result of those KPIs was. Did it result in more sales? Show this, you have to show the sales, the leads, the amount of you know calls and form submissions and chat um, sessions. Like you really have to show, you don't have to show like the individual's names and emails for verification, but you know, within reason showing that it resulted in leads and don't, don't make it up. Like don't fabricate this crap. It has to be legit um, because this person, it, they're putting the future of their business, you know, on your expertise. So um, being as transparent of the full, uh, you know, funnel as much as possible. Yeah. And um, I think that, you know, when people ask like, why are you going to be different? Um, some things that are definitely happening just with the number of SEOs and agencies that have really come up in about the past three to five years. At this point, I really think that people have to niche down. So your days of uh, agencies that can work with 40 different industries are pretty much done because each one is competitive in its own right. Uh, mm -hmm. People that are very much like connected in the industry, you know, that maybe they have done industry specific webinars or conferences, speaking engagements. I mean, that's what it's kind of come down to. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, and also, like you know, just showing past experience, right? Like if you've done like past successes that you've done, if you can show that to someone, um, they usually feel a lot better about it, about everything too, right? And I think you can tell them a little bit about your plan, but it's like you're saying with the audit, you don't want to give them the blueprint and they run with it. That's that's bull, right? Yeah, I hate I I just absolutely hate like doing work um, for people. Well, doing work <laughs> in general. Um, I actually like putting a lot of work together and then like you get nothing out of it. Right. And I feel like places take advantage of you sometimes. When they, they, do that. they do. I mean, I, I, I typically, if someone's going to be serious and that before the pitch, I'll, I'll have the team do like a 30 or 45 minute audit of what I call um, or pretty much uh, an overview of opportunities for the website. So I try to keep it positive instead of like, there's all the crap that's wrong and you suck at. So when I work with outside vendors and, I make them, you know, they put all this stuff together and they pitch and whatever, and there's back and forth. And then it ends up like not happening, you know, because of like whatever reason on my side, I always feel terrible about it. You know, I'm like, oh, those people like, you know, put all this time together and they didn't get anything out of it. Well, is, um, it, um, is it that you were like having three different people pitch you and you picked one or is it just this one person you just didn't feel like, like it was well, going to fit? Honestly, one time it was like, um, it was like, we were thinking about switching to a different thing. And then the thing that we were, I don't want to say what they all are. Uh, the thing that we, we already had, like I kind of told them like we were thinking about leaving them and they offered me like such a better deal. I, I had to like, I had to keep it. You know, it was like so substantially cheaper than like what the other company was like pitching afterwards. And like, they just like, were like, we can't match that. So you don't, you don't feel like has it completely diminished the value of what they're doing if they're doing the same thing just for a significant lower cost. And then you're just like, oh, no, I, no, I, I mean, it, it was like for citation, it was like for citations, right? So, yeah, like, that's that's fine. Well, yeah, so, um, I felt I felt okay with that. Um, but I ended up using that partner later on in the future on a different different projects and stuff like that. Um, and they they did a really good job, but I, I felt like really bad at the time. I was like, uh. Oh. <laughs> You know, we've been talking for like three months, um, you know, and uh, basically uh, it's been a waste of your time. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I, I actually just got word back from a potential client yesterday after talking to them for a, a bit. And it's like, well, it was between you and another person. And, and my point of contact was like, I wanted to go with you, but the other person that made a decision wanted to go with someone local. <laughs> I'm like, oh gosh, that can't really be. 
is that the reason i'm like they better be in the legal industry or else y'all y'all messed up like if they're local yeah. and they're and they're legal and they're good that's fine like um best of luck but if they're just local and that trumped the fact that they were not legal specific that's a, a gonna blow up um yeah a few months from now anyway okay let's move on to this last question how will I measure your SEO efforts success if they're so much more difficult to track compared to other marketing? Um, they're not. <laughs> so uh, they're only difficult if like you hire someone that doesn't know how to do any tracking um, or you have no idea how tracking works in like general. Um, I, I don't think they're any more difficult to track than any other, it's, any other medium. There's a uh, huge stigma still to this day, major stigma that SEO is very, very difficult to track. And they're like, that's why I like paid because paid is like, I pay for the lead. I know the traffic goes to the landing page. And when it converts, I have the number, I have the form. And I knew, I know it originated in my paid form. And I'm like, that doesn't even make a difference from an SEO I mean, standpoint. It's like, uh, there's always going to be holes in your data, right? Like regardless of the medium, right? So like, let's say I click on a paid ad and then I come to your store after I look at the paid ad. Mm -hmm. Well, like, how do you know that was a conversion? Well, not, now that you don't know if it turned into a sale. Well, you know. th there's a big debate and I'd probably love to have someone discuss this. You can do in-store visits is, is a thing now. Well, it's a, it's a first touch point or last touch point attribution, which is a, a very subjective debate, which you assign credit to. That's a, that's a bigger question, but you, you can do all that. You can track all that. So it, if you have someone that knows what they're doing, it makes it a whole hell of a lot easier to like attribute things. Um, see, their, see their whole journey, like the four places they may have come through before they decided to contact you. Yeah. Like you can, you can see the whole journey. Like you can learn a lot of like really, really great um, insights about your customer through this too. Right. So like, it's not, not just, are you going to have better, like good attribution? You can be like, oh, I know, I know like what my customers do, um, you know, like what, like how long it really takes to, for like a lead to like generate into like a sale, right? Yeah. And you can build a lot of custom things around that. Yeah. I mean, this is like a whole conversation about attribution in general, but just to um, have it for SEO. I mean, people feel, seem to struggle with it a lot because like, for example, I work with law firms and then they try to have another layer of accountability for the lead source. And then, you know, the front desk will be like, how did you find out about us? And they're like, Google. But then it's like, it might've been Google ads. It could have been LSAs. It could have been maps. It could have been organic results. And it's yeah. like, don't do you know let what a person decide. Don't tell let you a freaking human do it. Let technology decide. Most of the time is uh, like that question's never even asked. <laughs> so well, you have no idea. Too. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, it's, it's stuff like it. It, it can definitely be done. It can definitely be done way better. Like I could even do a better job, but I mean, sometimes it's, it's like costly to set things up. So like call tracking, like you have to, you have to call use tracking call tracking. Um, yeah. You got to set all that stuff up. You got to pot, you got to, you got to pay for numbers and you got to, you know, you got to pay for like the minutes that go through the numbers so you can track it. So sure. um, it can be relatively cheap if you, you know, you don't have like a ton of numbers, but I have like, you know, 7,000. So, oh, yeah. I mean, for you, I can't even imagine. I mean, we do it for, we do call rail, which has been fantastic for dynamic number yeah. insertion. And we do it on behalf of our clients and we get that bill and it's like, I don't know, a grand a month, which is, you know, it's, it's not cheap, but to have complete transparency of what's coming in via phone calls is like, that's like a game changer, you know, being yeah. able to like, let them know with, with confidence. This yeah, is, definitely. These campaigns are working. 
Um, so there's no excuse for not being able to track SEO um, from a form submission standpoint. You have forms that can give you the referral path of how they got to the form uh, from a chat is exactly the same thing. Dynamic call insertion is very, very accurate when it comes to being able to tell you it came from SEO or paid or social or direct or uh, a press release or a blog you did on another website. <clears throat> it's, it's all there. So don't, you don't need to lean on people to verify it. It's like, no, you have to rely on technology that's been proven to do this. Don't have like some person like, okay, they said Google, what Google? Oh, I don't know. That's like, great, cool. Great job with attribution because this is, it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. So, I mean, Ryan, I think you have a good link in that, that article. Uh, in this article that links to how to do a lot of tracking and you know, we've covered this in multiple episodes, mm-hmm. yeah. but you know, there's a way to track almost everything. The, the only thing that I haven't figured out how to track is like if people um, click a direction request from GMB and come to your store and then uh, are a sale, you know, I'm not hundred percent sure how to, how to like tie that to a sale. Do you um, talk to Google about it yet? Uh, no, I have not. They, they don't return my calls anymore. <laughs> so. you call, you're calling 1-800-Google, correct? Yeah, 1-800-Google. So you know the number. You've tried. Um, no, uh, that's like the one thing though. Like I'm, I'm not sure unless they make something really cool um, that's specific to GMB that, that's going to fix that. But at the moment, there's nothing. So, um, but anyways, I, so I think we gave some pretty good answers, pretty good advice here. Uh, if you're still listening. After, I'd like after to think so. <laughs> this is how I'd answer everything, frankly. We cut through a lot of the brain fog, right? Yeah, it was good a job. pretty potent. Uh, nope, now I'm screwing up right at the end. Nope, damn. Uh, but I just want to say uh, thanks to everyone who's listening. We really appreciate all of our listeners. Um, we try to get back to you guys as soon as possible um, if you, when you contact us. But if you're interested in being on the show or you have a question you'd like us to answer, uh, you can reach out to us at seosdeadandotherlies at gmail.com. Uh, we respond to that really, really quickly. Or you know, leave a YouTube comment or something like that on our YouTube channel. Um, you know, either of those are, are pretty fast, but we don't do anything on Twitter. I hate Twitter. <laughs> just very anti-Twitter. And, and then if you have a big like SEO meeting coming up and you don't know anything about SEO whatsoever and you want to just get through it and hopefully get the job, we'll coach you through that. I'm just yeah, joking. We'll no, no, you, no. You, just listen to all the episodes. You'll, you'll learn some stuff. I'm joking. You're being very irresponsible and you shouldn't apply for the job. That's what I meant to say. But, uh, and also be sure to like, share, subscribe anywhere that you, you know, listen to our podcast at, you know, we'd really appreciate that as well. Uh, But anyways, thank you so much again for listening. I'm Paul Warren. And I'm Ryan Klein. And this has been another episode of SEO is Dead and Other Lives. Have a lovely day. Bye.